Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Tim, I cannot tell you how excited I am today because you sent me some notes ahead of time. You've got a new program that you guys are running. Yeah, we're, we're running this uh, Freedom Builder Workshop. So a lot of times I work with business owners. I talk to CPAs and attorneys about their clients who are business owners. And, you know, I've been in this position myself where you reach the freedom point where you could, you know, you could exit if you wanted to, but you kind of get trapped in your business. So we're, we're holding a Freedom Builder Workshop to help uh, business owners long-term with exit planning. Okay. So that's the catalyst. Now yep. tell me more about kind of the foundation. of You know, as fiduciary advisors, we work with business owners and we do a lot of planning. And one of the things mm -hmm. we focus on is what we call wealth enhancement. And that's really helping them maximize what they keep. And a lot of times business owners are, are not, they're focusing day-to-day -day in the business and mm -hmm. they're not necessarily focusing, stepping back and focusing on the business. But, you know, if you want to have a full life, which is probably the reason why you created your own business, independence, things like that, um, you really need to focus on your freedom and we help you do that. Okay. When you say freedom, define that for me. What, what kind of freedom are you talking about? The best way to do is maybe I'll use my, when I started my business. So when I got out of college, I was a CPA. Then I became a certified financial planner. Initially, I was working in public accounting at a big firm um, where, you know, great firm, love the people, but to a great extent, they are completely in charge of your time, right? Of course they are because mm -hmm. they're paying you and you, you don't know a whole lot when you come out of college maybe. But then I moved over to work as a financial analyst for Time Warner, a big Fortune 100 company. And same thing, wonderful company, great people, but it's not like you're going to have a lot of control or freedom over your time. True. Um, if you want to take time off, if you want to, you know, have independence. I wasn't, I was looking forward and I was saying, Hey, I'm getting married soon. I'm looking to have children. Here's where we want to live. The kind of lifestyle we want to live. I just felt like I needed more freedom. And I, what I, and so freedom is time. Freedom is flexibility and freedom is control. And that's what I was looking for. And as I've worked for the past 35 years with other business owners, that's oftentimes why business owners, but that people start businesses, you know, you're a plumber and you're saying, well, look, I can't control my hours. If I'm working for this contractor, maybe I should go out on my own, or maybe I feel like I can do it better. Mm -hmm. um, so you're looking for a control. I'd say freedom is control. Freedom is time. hundred percent. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, one thing I'll tell you, it's just, it's just a simple thing, but one thing that I've really enjoyed is because I own my own business, my wife and I, our kids are out of the house. You know that we've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's possible for me. Uh, she still works a, a regular nine to five, right? But it's possible for me to take two hours in the middle of a day. And so every two weeks, we make sure we're on the calendar and I drive over to where she's working and we go out to lunch. We find a new place every two weeks just to go explore the area that she works in. Cause it's new for her. She changed offices. And right. so we're finding these little holes in the wall, Tim, that are just fun, little barbecue joints. We went to a gas station the other day that it's actually, it's, 
it's a gas station, but it also has liquor and fried chicken. Just huh. odd, weird, it, well. just a real hole in the wall. Literally, you order through a hole in the wall, and they just deliver it through that hole in the wall, yeah. and you take it and go eat it. That's a but diverse it, source of revenue. Come on. It, absolutely. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do in these times, Tim. That's right. Uh, but but that's, that's that freedom that you're talking about. I love the fact that I can do that, or I can take a break in the middle of the day, and I can go water my lawn because I work from home. So there's all sorts of different ways to do this. Yeah. You know, the first time that I was in Nebraska, Eric, um, I it was probably 20 years ago, I saw a presentation by a consultant who was an advisor, just like me. He had actually mm-hmm. started in the business, you know, not much, a couple of years before me. And um, I had kids in high school, a couple of athletes who were like traveling volleyball player, one in particular. Yeah. And I heard him say that he was going to take the summer off and to, to travel with his daughter who, who was playing volleyball. And I thought, how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, that it intrigued me so much that I joined his coaching program for like the next five years to figure that out. But I was looking for freedom. I was looking for flexibility. I was looking for more time with my family. And that's what a lot of people are looking for. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I love that. So going back to this program, there's a lot that you've already spoken about on this podcast before for business owners that are looking for that kind of freedom. How are you putting all that together in this program? So what I find is that people have different reasons. You know, I just talked about freedom being time, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of people I run across who maybe started their business because they weren't getting paid enough or treated fairly. And they thought if I own my own business, I can do that too. Or I once had, um, when I was maybe just four or five years in the business, I was working for a physician and she said to me, well, you know, Tim, you're lucky because uh, you can work with whoever you want. And I thought about that for a while. And it, and it, it sounds terrible to say that way, you know, but what it means to me is I, I wanted to be able to work with the clients who I really connect with who I really can add value for. And I find that's the exact same case with a lot of business owners I have. So whether, regardless of what the reason is why you started the business and for what it was, oftentimes you get kind of trapped in there. One of the things we're trying to address in this uh, workshop is try and overcome what we call the, you know, the, the owner trap where you kind of get trapped inside the business where you end up doing everything. Eric, I'm sure when you first started your, your consulting firm, your, your brought your podcasting company, Maybe even still now you do a lot of the stuff is what you do, but I know at some point you decided to kind of partner with Proudmouth, you know, and, and, you know, maybe outsource some of the things you didn't do as well as other things. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I was brought on Proudmouth because of some of the experience that I had. And with the coaching consulting, you're absolutely right. There are things that I'm terrible at. You know, that I'm terrible with email. <laughs> a lot of my organizations, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, well, I will. I can freely admit that I'm terrible yeah. at checking emails. It's all of a sudden it's like, oh, my email box is empty. And then a couple of days later, oh, there's 200 and something in there. What the heck happened? You know, so, mm-hmm. but, but it's not just, you know, the organization. I don't want to do my, my finance. I have, I, I have, little cheats and, and, and things that I use to help me through that. I have people that I rely on to help me get this stuff done. An accountant, for instance, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that for my business, for my personal life anymore. Um, it's a waste of my time. I love numbers, but I don't like crunching them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And even I was actually talking to, uh, we've had a lot of plumbing work done in our house in the last 12 months. And I talked to our plumber and I, and I just, I'm always interested in terms of how they got into their own, created their own business. And he just said he, he thought he could do it better. He thought he could treat clients better. And, and like everyone else, like the other contractors I've talked to, you know, suddenly he became the expert and he's the one in the company that all the clients are calling and, 
you know, then you get kind of trapped where mm-hmm. suddenly you, you can't take any time off because people are calling your cell phone these days and saying, Hey, my plumbing's out, you know, as opposed to having, you know, someone who could take the call, make the bid people you can train and mentor for the future. Um, he was, he's the best salesperson for his prac for his plumbing contracting firm, you know, so he's got to bring in a salesperson. So he, he, like a lot of other businesses like me, when I was in the first 15, 20 years before I really try to focus on building the great team we have, um, you get kind of trapped. So this freedom workshop we're putting together, it's, it's a very interactive kind of roll up your sleeves event or workshop where we're going to really focus on providing people with like seven or eight really key skills that they can take away and hopefully work on their own business to, to give them more freedom. All right, Tim. So I know that we're due to COVID and all the things that have happened. A lot of things are virtual. Some people are comfortable getting back together in person, but a lot of people aren't. So is this, is this going to be in person or is this going to be online? And then the follow-up question is kind of, kind of let's walk through what people are going to learn. So this will be online and one it is as actually as a result of COVID and people are becoming, have become more comfortable with zoom and things like that. Mm-hmm. But secondly, oftentimes when I talk to a contractor or a company where they're looking to exit, they don't want anyone else, you know, in the public to know. So the confidentiality oh, and yes. privacy of an online event is just better. It just works better for people. More people will attend. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're in a position where you're looking for more freedom, you have your own business at some point you want to exit. There's a couple of things I think that we will uh, hopefully help you with. Number one, help you recognize if you've actually fallen into the owner's trap mm. and maybe some steps to take to you can take to get you out of it. So if your goal is you're doing too much, you're relying too much on you, you know, you're you're not be able to take time off, you're not seeing your family enough, we can help you. We can help you identify it. We can help you with some steps to do that. We're also going to talk about some attributes that you can use to scale your business. Scaling just means technology. I want to leverage technology. I want to leverage people. I want to be able to grow faster. I can't do it if it's all me. So we're going to talk about in the workshop, maybe two or three things you can do to scale your business model and everyone can scale. It just, people do it differently. Okay. And then there's also, we're going to go over these, we call them eight factors that drive your value. And I've done a number of podcasts Mm -hmm. where we talk about the value drivers and we're really going to say, even if you're 50, 40, you're not really planning on exiting soon, you want to be prepared to exit. And you always want to build your business in a way where you can step out at any point in time. And the way to do that is to kind of focus on these value drivers. And we, we've had a couple of podcasts on that already, Eric. I, I know you, yep. you've been there with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those are fantastic podcasts. And then the other thing, too, is one of the things that um, we're really focusing on now with a lot of clients, especially with leveraging technology is figuring out how you can focus on different revenue streams mm-hmm. and also on what we call recurring revenue. And I actually, I was listening to another podcast by this professor Galloway who teaches, I think at um, New York Stern college university. And he, he calls them uh, rundles, these recurring revenue bundles. Hmm. And if you think about it, you know, if you think of like what your, uh, your Xfinity or, you know, your Apple, like I, the iPhone, they, they like to have recurring revenue. They like to have you have recurring revenue for two or three different things. Like, and oftentimes there's a lot of businesses that can can do that. So we want to help people who will participate or attend the workshop to think about creating sustainable recurring revenue and also maybe bundles of that. And as a result, you know, increasing the value of their business. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then we also want to focus on we call it these you know essentials of marketing. 
but things basically to avoid commoditization. So for example, in my industry, you know, we use a, we use Fidelity or Schwab or Pershing as custodians for our clients' assets. And it used to be even just three years ago that Fidelity, for example, would charge five to eight to 10 basis points or, you know, ten, uh, one tenth of 1% per year to provide that service. It's such a commodity. That part of the business is such a commodity. Now they literally give it away for free. Um, so my point is that you don't want your business to be treated like a commodity. If a, if a tax return preparation, or if you're coming out to fix a uh, furnace, you don't want people to perceive it as just something anyone can do. Mm-hmm. So we try to help the people who attend to the workshop, maybe identify areas in their firm that can be commoditized. And hopefully we can help them change that so that it's not. Yeah. All right. That sounds really interesting. And then the final one we focus on too is just maybe we call it the one question you can you know, ask your customers to predict if they're going to, you know, if what's the likelihood that they're going to buy in the future. So one thing we've done a lot in our practice, our firm here is you, you ask these, we used to do surveys where you'd ask 10 or 12 things. And now we just really try to focus on, you know, what's the likelihood that you would refer us and our firm to another, to your friends who, who mm-hmm. you know, are looking to get good advice and kind of compare the people who are likely you know, maybe they give you an a eight to 10 versus the people who are maybe five or below and you come up with a ratio and that kind of tells you what your likelihood of success is. So it, it's a, it's a pretty well accepted ratio or benchmark in that, the, like the fortune 1000 news. And we try to take that down to help anyone use that so they can really have a good measurement for their own firm. Yeah. Now, now is there any type of follow-up on that out of curiosity uh, when you find somebody that's not likely do you, are you able to do any follow-up to find out what they're, they're missing, right? What they're missing in the, in the, in the interaction that would cause them not to refer? Yeah. So for, for example, one of the, one of our vendors will send us a quarterly email and just mm-hmm. asking us that, that exact question. And if in fact you give a really good score, a really bad score, they will say, you know, can we reach out to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes that, you know, I've talked to the vendor and they said, about half the people say yes, half the people say no, you know, I don't want to be contacted. But that's the way to do it is you, yeah. you want to reach out for follow-up and say, well, what is the problem? Or why do you think we're so great? You know, and what can we continue to do or improve or do more of in order to really score well and, and do well with our clients? Yeah. I, 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 again, you and I've spoken about this many times and you're a, a huge advocate for just communication, right? Communicate, communicate, communicate. That's what's going to get answers. That's what's going to get, uh, that's what's going to build relationships. That's what's needed. That's right. And so beyond those, you know, just focusing on those, those areas I just mentioned, I'll just give you an example, Eric, of just a couple of exercises. Actually, I'll just, I'll focus on one exercise that we typically go through. It's called hub and spoke. Okay. And the hub and spoke is really, it's a measure of how, how much does a business really rely on you personally? Um, And it comes from the, the airline industry where they talk about, you know, hubs at airports and, you know, how the, and if they, if the, they get snow like at O'Hare where I'm near and you know everyone gets snowed in. How likely is it that the high, the entire system breaks down? Mm-hmm. Um, and what we try to do is we help clients basically identify, you know, look back at last year and we have some exercises. What are some of the things that you did that made your business dependent on you, you personally? What are some of the things that maybe when clients called in or there was problems that had to be resolved by you? And then going forward, you know, we've got some strategies that Maybe they could help, they could look at or at least consider that might um, make it so that they don't have this hub and spoke problem where they're the center of the wheel. 
everything that has to you know happen or get resolved you know revolves around them. For example, I have a great client who's a, a commercial general contractor, and what he's built is an amazing firm where he does not need to be there every day. It doesn't if there's a problem in the field, if there's a problem with the estimating, if there's a problem with something you know some sort of operation equipment. He's got great people who can take care of it and they aren't going to have to come back to him and the clients aren't going to always call to him. Now, he's the person in charge. He's the person who oversees it all. He's the person who has created the infrastructure and the team, but he's built this amazing company where it's no longer a hub and spoke. He can take time off. He can go two weeks to Australia or three weeks to South America to go fishing, something like that. And the business will survive. And that's what we're trying to accomplish, or that's what we're trying to help provide, create a path for, for the people who attend the workshop. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Three weeks for sure. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't it though? Yeah. yeah. Where do yeah. I sign up, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. No kidding. Yeah. All right. What else do we need to know? What else do the business owners need to know about this program? Well, I think the best thing that the people need to know about is that um, there's no cost to attend. And obviously sometimes people oh. will say, well, free can't be worth it, but we do it that way. And specifically because we want to, we're lifelong learners. We want to add value. If they come, they're going to pick up two or three great ideas and they may think of uh, working with us or something in the future. That's not a, that's not as important to us. We really are tr truly trying to add value, be lifelong learners, be contribute knowledge and can contribute our experience, mm -hmm. all the the business owners that I've worked with in the past 35 years and really help people. So I would suggest that we'll probably, we will put a link and we'll put information about the workshop at the end of this podcast. I would say, click it, try it out. And um, worst case, I think you'll come out with some pretty good ideas that you can take and help you get to your freedom point. Well, and, and, and I'll just be honest. I, if anybody is listening to this now, and this is the first podcast you're listening to, and you're interested in this program, go obviously go do it. But go back and listen to all the the information that Tim has put out on all the podcasts he's done so far. This is one of his passions is educating. And I'm Tim won't say this for himself. So I'm saying it on his behalf. This is this is one of his main drivers. And, and to be honest, he's told me more than once, I don't know if I like podcasting, but he loves educating. And so I love being a part of it. Tim, thank you so much for including me in this and just allowing me to be on this journey with you. Tell people where they can get a hold of you. Because again, being lifelong learners, I think any business owner wants to pick up more information. And that's what the wise decision is, really. So they can always reach out to me by calling my office at 219-246-5370 or send me an email at tscannell at hightoweradvisors.com and we'll schedule a build your exit meeting. Thank you. Tim, fantastic. Again, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing about all the successes from the folks in these programs and in kind of those, I'd love to do a podcast in the future about all the stories that come out of this. Is that okay? Yeah, because there will be some, I promise. Yes, we'll do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Again, Tim, thank you so much for your time. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wallstream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this does help other people find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealthstream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. 
Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC.